it's season three and editor steve here to kick it off i uh, just want to give a quick heads up there are renovations happening beside my house so if you hear any low-pitched whirring noises uh that's what's going on anyway enjoy baki hanma hello hello and welcome back to baki talkie season three episode one uh, we're not even talking Baki anymore. We're talking a brand new show, Baki Hanma. It has the same characters, voice actors, I assume studio. I think Netflix just wanted to bring in new people. Uh, but it's a new show, and we've got not a new guest. We've got a returning guest this week to discuss the season premiere. It's Ryan. Yay, I'm here. <laughs> Sounding great, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ryan, uh, last time you were on the show, uh, you watched an episode from 23 years ago. Um, yes. Yes. A lot has changed. Um, <laughs> Baki looks different. The art style looks different. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. He's he's all grown up now. Things are... Oh, the fun boy. thing is I don't think much time has actually changed in the show. Like I think it's been like maybe like a few months or a year or something. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm still not really sure how the timeline kind of connects between all the all the seasons. So, well, uh, Baki's still in high school. This episode is called "The World's Strongest Senior" um, because he's yeah, a hey, senior. Yeah. Um, but because you're the first guest for the season, uh, we're gonna do the rare treat of getting to talk about the theme song. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna. I watched the. I watched the opening. I don't even. I didn't actually make too many notes on the opening. I don't even remember it too well. Uh, I I know I liked it though. Uh, I remember watching through it and uh, trying to like, watch through like, all like the characters and stuff. I didn't even. I didn't even think too much about it. No worries. But uh, that's that's still an impression. Yeah, I thought I, yeah. I, I I liked it. I I think it's a bit uh a bit fun. It's got like a fun like theme to it. There's one thing I have to research. I feel like there's a part where they just in English say everybody's fighting now. But they could just be saying something completely different in Japanese. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I have no idea. I like the I do like the the animation though of uh, or just like the the general, like art style of uh, of everything that, like thus far because obviously I was I watched the wrong episode before watching the very old one so it's nice to kind of see the more kind of modern yeah. uh, take on it kind of seeing it through like the opening was it was interesting yeah but, it's a it's a good looking show um, I find sometimes yeah. they don't move a lot so you're left with like like beautiful images um, but uh, yeah. that that is true yeah but but when things like the actual like fight sequences though are like very very well done. Mm -hmm. They 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 know where to put the money. Exactly, exactly. All right. So the episode after the theme song, um, we get about five seconds where Baki uh, says, "What am I up to? I'm gonna fight my dad." And then uh, we get a symbolic headbutt uh, between them. What am I up to now? Well, you know, just another squabble with my old man. Um, 
before we go into the real opening of this episode, uh, where <laughs> we go to a press conference in Africa. Um, Brian, can you just walk me through this scene? Yeah. All right. So yeah. So it, it opens up. There's like the with a media conference going on, and there's a bunch of people kind of interviewing some sort. I'm, I'm not really sure who he is. If it's like some like military like commander guy or like a like a park ranger or I something. Think I, don't... A, I think he's a park ranger that apparently he, has the authority to call on the military. He, he, yeah, that's kind of the the vibe that I got. Um, but yeah, they're like all the media. They're you know accusing him of like uh, you know his use of like excessive force in dealing with a very large elephant. <laughs> Mr. Salmon, are you aware that your recent actions have been drawing criticism from all over the world? Yes, I am. Just to clarify, you called in the army to hunt down a single African elephant. It's that decision that's left the whole world in shock. And it, I was taken back a little bit because I was like, you know, I was under the impression this was like a very like martial arts, you know, kind of kind of show. And I was expecting, you know, the episode I watched before is like, it, was, it felt like it was a tournament arc type of deal. Yeah. I was like, oh, now, now we're fighting elephants. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. But like this elephant was like like a giant, giant elephant, and it's like the size of like many like houses. And do you think that we're talking about an ordinary African elephant here? What the heck does he mean by that? Look, all of us have seen the aerial photographs of the incident. Are you saying it wasn't an African elephant? Go to the site and take a look at the carcass yourself. It's ridiculously large. It's extraordinary. Frankly, it's like something out of the prehistoric times. It was cool, though. I liked uh, how they kind of talked about... It was like, a, like just like a few lines of, of dialogue. But uh, they're, talk, they're talking about like some like the, the ecological effects that this elephant was like having like on the area and as affecting like all like the the wildlife and everything and i just i i like when they include little little bits like that kind of like makes them feel more real i guess yeah, yeah you, like in like shows yeah like the like, giant monsters that come in like it's big like flying dragons like for this creature to actually exist like there's a lot that really has to go right for it yeah you'd have if you have a big flying dragon you probably need like an equally large cow or something that it, it eats upon and like and then you need large trees or i don't know <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's there's a lot of things, but they're talking about like how it's just been like devastating, like all the wildlife and eating it, and like how it's it's like a problem, and like it's it's gotta go. Yeah. Like you know, like, it's just like a few lines of dialogue, but just like I love that it's it, it was there. And then there's like this kind of like big reveal by the park ranger military guy that it wasn't actually his forces that that took down the elephant, but it was um this, this singular mysterious man. Before we get into who, who defeated the elephant, I just wanted to touch on the description of what happened. So he was, you know, the international media is upset that he brought in the army to kill one African yeah. elephant. He says his only mistake is that he didn't bring enough soldiers. The methods we used weren't wrong. If we made any kind of mistake at all in the way we handled this... It's in the number of troops that we deployed and the kinds of weapons we chose to use against that monster. And frankly, I think we should have called it an airstrike. That he should have called it an airstrike. And my personal favorite line, they didn't even get a shot off. In the end, we weren't even able to get one single shot fired off. So this elephant... Yeah. Yeah. They got wrecked <laughs> by I an elephant. I don't understand how that happens. Like, did the elephant, like 
zoom up on you like <laughs> yeah it's, it has had to have been like a super speed elephant like they weren't like saying this elephant had like like superpowers it didn't have like laser like eye lasers or anything like that so Maybe like this is like it's still just an elephant right like yeah. not like not a single bullet was, was fired like is yeah. this the is this the elephant is that the is this the elephant or is this from the military here like did you like just just pull the trigger in your gun man like just just shoot it <laughs> Like, is this really that difficult? It, it, the, the entire regiment were full of conscientious objectors. They were just like, no, we can't fight elephant. Um, and those were their last words. <laughs> they were <laughs> gored to death. Yeah. Oh, like, I, like I, I get the idea behind it. You know, they're just trying to, like, it's like, oh, it's like all powerful, like, God elephant type of deal. I, like, I understand what they're, what they're going for, but, like, realism? Come on, the military should have at least been up for like a little bit of a fight. But... Yeah, like it's like it's not going to go past the suspension of disbelief to be like, oh yeah, the the bullets didn't do anything to this uh, thirty foot tall elephant. I'd buy that, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 they they can go with that. It's just like like not not a single scratch on this giant elephant. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh, as you alluded to, one man does show up to defeat. Um, Africa's apex predator. Uh, it is, of course, Yujiro Hanma. Um, so, do you know Yujiro from from the previous episode? Uh, I don't recall the name. I know it's talked about a little little later in the in the episode. Who who that is? I don't know. Like, I don't. Did they describe like how he actually like took down the elephant? I, I don't know if they really like they went into details. I, I think if they did, it would have sounded really silly because there's no real way. <laughs> somebody to use my yeah. to do I want I want I want like a scene where you're just like suplexing like the the elephant oh. and just kind of bringing it down or something else that'd be great we didn't, we didn't grab, get that though he like grabs a, like his entire body around one of the arms and twists it <laughs> yeah we got like a little scene there where he's like camping out like at first I thought he was like eating the elephant but I think it was like a different animal or something I think he was eating the elephant I think that was like a victory was scene. it yeah oh man I wonder, like, I guess I'm not supposed to wonder what an elephant tastes like, but hey, with, with, with lab-grown meat becoming a, a possibility, Ooh. you too can <laughs> elephant meat. I'd give it a try, maybe. Probably be very fatty. Listeners, if you've eaten an elephant before or fought one um, to the death, <laughs> make sure to uh, leave a comment in the Discord. I'd be, I'm gonna be really concerned if someone's eaten an elephant before. Yeah, no, I'm just going to turn them into the um, authorities. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let that be known, guys. Yeah. So Yujiro Hanma kills the elephant. Um, the The press conference ends on a bit of a fun note where um, the... I, I wrote down his name somewhere. I think it's like Mr. Sa- Mr. Salmon, um, yeah. the, the park ranger, says, that's what happened, believe it or not. And then as he's leaving, he's like, why would anybody believe this? I don't even believe this. Then again, why would you believe it? Even I don't. I saw it with my own two eyes. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was fair. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I mean, it's like, it's an insane story. And like, obviously, like, I don't have this, you know, a good understanding of, like, the world. And, like, I, he's saying there's this gigantic elephant running around Africa or whatever. And it's causing much stuff. Okay, okay, of course, sure. That, that is weird, right? But yeah, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it sounds I, I, pretty unbelievable. I would I, say it's like would... a big international press conference. That's that's a weird way to end one. It's like, like, what are you, 
what are you talking about like, this is the this is the truth this is what happened but like it is true any other press conference ending that way like imagine like <laughs> like imagine jfk just like we've landed on the moon I, but if you don't believe me i don't know what to tell you i don't, <laughs> I don't even that's believe it, it myself. i gotta go <laughs> see you later <laughs> um yeah and then uh the end of uh, saman's story is uh, his son uh, Ju- julio i think yeah um, who, who, yeah julio julio <laughs> Listen, yeah, it's julio. a little, little scene there they're yeah. talking about it i like that scene because um what is it he had a line that i thought sort of um I, I guess lampshades the show where he said this story is so insane no rational adult would believe this um, yeah yeah that definitely felt like that was a more yeah 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 a, a lampshady line for sure that was yeah. there's they're talking about a lot more than that also, but it was a it was a good scene though because it's also reaffirming that that like yeah like the world doesn't believe him this is this absolute insane like occurrence and you know the world just kind of thinks that this mr salmon is a is a liar right yeah daddy daddy Mm -hmm. you know i believe you daddy to be honest he should be um like from the world's perspective this man should be behind bars he led an entire uh expedition or an entire uh, brigade of his country's military to their death fighting one elephant yeah, I mean, it's probably millions of, of, of dollars worth of resources, right? Like that's a that's a pretty big deal for an elephant, and to and to also just kind of admit, yeah, it's like we spend all the, these millions of dollars on these this men and all of our ammunition and all the equipment, and yeah, all of its all of its garbage, and we did not actually accomplish our task. It was someone else entirely. Do it's a, think, it's do a pretty bold a statement. For that? There's like a special medal for being killed by an elephant. <laughs> I hope so. Imagine, like, having them just like on like their like gravestone or whatever. Have this like full cemetery, just like, you know, the, the great battle of the elephant or whatever. <laughs> all the all the brave soldiers that couldn't get a single shot off on the elephant. Love, loving son, uh, yeah. faithful uh, husband, uh, gored by elephant. <laughs> Never, never, never reached his trigger. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy, and I, I, I think I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but like, you know, crazy things happen in Baki. Um, but I think that this is probably the most ridiculous thing that's happened in the show uh, up till now. I don't think there's been anything close. Like, there is like a there used to be a society of um, giant apes that lived in Japan that they fought but like this elephant's eight okay. times bigger um, yeah yeah like it's a, it's a really really big elephant like the, the they didn't show it too much but like the couple of kind of frames they had it on there like it is it's a big elephant so but the uh, media I, I only saw aerial be... photos so they... <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah totally so completely unbelievable so in a typical episode, there'd only be this would be the highlight. Um, but I also really enjoyed the next part of the episode, where we meet mm-hmm. some random fucking kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think the first lines about him are his friends saying, "Think he'll go in? No way. What are we gonna do if he doesn't? Tease him till he commits suicide." 
make him go into the school and if he doesn't we'll bully him till he commits suicide yeah um, I, the moment he, they said that i was like oh, oh okay like that's a oh that is a bold like thing to say just yeah. like in, in like any like kind of media form like holy yeah like, that is that is dark Maybe this is like Netflix, like just coming off Thirteen Reasons Why. They're like, this is this is a very important topic for us. Yeah, it's like, oh man, like, they don't really like talk about it too much after that. But it's like, oh, this is like these kids. These kids mean business. Yeah, um, but yeah. So why why don't you walk us through the the story of um, uh, oh I, I got his name written down, Rumina Ayukawa. <laughs> okay, great, because I did not remember his name at all. He was just the kid to me. Um, yeah, so it, like it starts off, and we don't like have full context into kind of what's going on. They're just kind of like he's got these like three kids kind of bullying the kid into, uh, I guess, entering into some high school. Mm-hmm. He he has like a knife, and I guess I guess the goal was to kind of walk in, approach some of the high schoolers, and and be like, "Yo, bring." bring out your strongest or, or <laughs> something like that and it's like that's, that's quite the quite the, quite the like dare essentially i hated in high school when like the middle schoolers would come over and <laughs> tell me to bring out yeah. the strongest guy yeah and they're that they always have a knife <laughs> the knife was yeah. very they nobody even respected that knife you know even like the mooks that he was talking to were just like <laughs> this this kid's got a knife yeah <laughs> this kid's threatening us. Come to wipe us out. Let me get this straight. You came here to pick a fight with us? It's just like a a weird thing. So like I don't like at the time I didn't really know like the significance of like what he was kind of asking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of figured it out after obviously, but um, at the time I was just like, oh, that's like a pretty pretty bold kid. Uh, quite quite the thing to ask, but. Um, I guess after he kind of like asks for that, the, um, the the high schoolers that he's talking to, they kind of actually like they still kind of like laugh it off, but they also kind of still respect him in a sense, I guess. Yeah. And that they're like, you know, um, can't bring him now, but you know, go wait by the, this river uh, downtown or whatever, and we'll we'll tell the strongest guy to to come make a little stop for you, type of deal. And he walks out and. Tells his tells his friends is like yeah like the kid actually did it he kind of followed through with uh, the little dare and it was a pretty big deal for him pretty uh pretty big balls on the kid to uh to kind of go for that I, I suppose it still, still seems like a pretty strange dare to me to, to kind of begin with but Especially I don't know when they give him yeah it's it's a very high stakes dare um take this knife go threaten some high schoolers um. Like, but... Go walk into high school with a knife. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, hold on. Yeah, and all the yeah. world of this is just that like a lockdown is immediately called. Baki yeah. just has to stay at his class. There's, there's a middle schooler walking around the halls with a knife. Yeah. Man. Times were different back when this was written. <laughs> yeah, I, I, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. So, that, so we eventually cut to the lake. Uh, where yes. Rumina and his three bullies are, or friends, tough to tell, uh, are hanging out with each other. And uh, Baki eventually comes by. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, I love this, because you think that, you know, this is like an opportunity 
for Bach. Like, Bach is so above this. Like, he is above the high schoolers. He is above 90% of the fighters on this show. Like, he clearly does not need to go all out against um, a child. However, uh, Ryan, what what happens? Man, I was I wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, yeah, the same would be Bucky. He makes his way down, talks to the kid, and the kid's like, "Oh man, like he like he actually he showed up." And then like I think the kids are kind of like inner monologue. It's like, "Oh, like you know, he's he's actually here." And then, and then Bucky like starts like like taking off like his shirt or whatever because he sees the knife and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna use that." And the kid's like, "Oh my god, like like Bucky's actually gonna like he's actually gonna fight me." Yeah, and he's like realizing like, "Oh, oh my god, like I'm not I'm not." I don't think he actually would. I was bullied into this, but not once did I really believe that a high schooler would seriously agree to take on an elementary school student. I thought he'd just give me a big smile and take it easy on me. I was so wrong. And then, uh, then Baki just kind of goes, he goes in for it, kind of like one of those little anime kind of teleport things the side of him yep. and he just gives him a massive smack on his ass leaves like this huge like imprint <laughs> and just like knocks him like way out into the water kind of skips a few times like a little like little skipping stone even if i live to be 80 years old this will undoubtedly be my greatest <laughs> And it was like a, it was a good way to handle it because like for me also like I don't I don't know Baki I don't fully know everything about him, yep. so like I wasn't fully sure what to expect I wasn't sure if like Baki just gonna like am I just about to watch like Baki just punch this kid out, <laughs> I was like okay like that, that was quite the show so like you just gonna like like pound him into the ground just completely what? annihilate him. Well, it did look like he was going to murder him. Like, there's several shots of Baki, and it they're, the way they're framing it is Baki is about seven times taller than the kid, mm-hmm. and looks like just red, red eyes. Um, yeah. No, no compassion, no kindness in them. Um, so it's a nice middle ground that he just sma- uh, spanks the kid's ass as hard as he can, and sends him skipping across the lake. Um, I also really love that when the kid got hit, he just went, my ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was like, so, so succinct. The world's strongest disappeared right before my eyes. My ass! Oh, but uh, the the one thing I, I did notice, you, you mentioned it there, but they had a lot of like uh, the dramatic effect on like the size of Baki, kind of being from like the the kid's perspective, right? Like the kid mm-hmm. kind of notes that Baki is like act, like technically he's a little bit shorter than he was expecting, yeah. but every time they have like um, like from the kid like kind of looking up at Baki, you sheer you see that sheer like size of them, right? And obviously, you know, it's being done in a way to kind of just show the sheer kind of like skill and like terror that like Baki is kind of like instilling in this kid, even though he actually is, you know, a, a short. I don't know his actual height, but I think he's like five, you know, he's not, four or something. Actually, five, I think when, four? when he goes to prison, um, we'll get to see his like he has a mugshot with his height. So mm. I'll fact check that. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there's definitely a lot of care taken to kind of really really play up to like the like kind of like the frightening kind of presence that Baki has to this kid but it was it was cool definitely uh artistic uh choices were were made with it that uh i think are, are pretty important to just kind of everything i, fe- I feel because i have some theories about uh future episodes as well and i think that's um Ooh, i can't i can't a, wait to hear that at the end. yeah well 
yeah, yeah. Well, th- that's that's the two big exciting parts. There, there is there is a little bit more in the episode though. Um, first off, our friend uh, Gary with a G uh, or Jerry with a G Stridum uh, appears. Uh, oh, Captain Stridum! Um, he, of course, is a member of the U.S. military who uh, comes to talk to Baki about how he's going to fight his dad. Um, he, he considers that Baki fighting his dad is the same as two countries going to war. Um, yeah. What, what do, you, do you think that's um, a fair take? I mean, I don't fully, I don't fully know like, the, the significance of, of Baki's dad. You know, like I would assume he's this extremely powerful individual or whatever. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to recall here. You know, it said that like Baki's father was the one who who killed the elephant, right? Is that is that what it was? Yeah. So obviously he's in this incredibly strong presence. But I mean, if there's like uh, you know deeper like political backings and like reasonings for uh you know Baki's side and going to fight uh his father and he starts there's, kind of talking about... yeah there's there's not too much political stuff like Yujiro once fought the U.S. military and beat them but um yeah you know it, this is a world where an elephant can beat a Kenyan army so the military mm-hmm. is never that impressive in Baki now they start talking about an individual called the uh the ogre is is the ogre supposed to be baki's dad because in my perspective i wasn't sure if that was uh okay okay that makes that makes more sense then because i was trying to like place some of these like names and it didn't all connect in my in my head but that that makes more sense now yeah, it's funny. Right. This 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 series probably should be called Son of Ogre because I think that's what um the the manga was called during this arc. Um, mm. But they probably thought people would think that it's a Shrek thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, um, I imagine the the major conversation there. I'm going to assume is kind of just setting up for a lot of what the the arc is going to be largely about, of course. So. Yeah, well, that that this yeah. this episode is setting a lot of like thematic stuff. Like even Julio and um, Mister Saman talking about, yeah. um, you know, fathers and sons and like their relationship. Mm-hmm. Who do you think could beat him in a fight, Daddy? I don't think anybody could, son. Even if there was someone just like him, hmm. like maybe his son. Once he's all grown up, <laughs> maybe. It's going to become a. It's always been a part of Baki, um, it, but it's going to go back into the focus um, for about maybe two episodes this season, um, and then Baki goes to jail. Um, <laughs> anyway, so before the episode ends, uh, we are introduced to um, Baki has sort of. He, he, he doesn't really have linear growth. He sort of just comes up with things as the season go on, goes on. So, like. Um, before the anime started, uh, but after your first episode, uh, Baki unlocked his demon back and became a lot stronger. Uh, then he started having sex, which made him even stronger. Um, his oh. newest technique, though, is his shadow boxing. Um, so can can you walk me through the rules or how shadow boxing works with Baki? Because it's a bit different than with normal people, I'd say. Okay. So. 
See, I wasn't sure the major thing when I, when I was watching the scene kind of play, because they talked a little bit about it. You know, shadow boxing is in the real world, mm-hmm. and now, you know, it is it is a thing. It's a good thing that makes sense. kid knows a bit about boxing. <laughs> I know a lot about boxing. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then Baki start, like, starts doing it because he's looking for, like, an opponent to just kind of, like, spar with, like, on the fly here. And I was unsure if, if Baki physically had the, like, ability to, like, like physically apparate like conjurations of like these like world famous boxers to spar against because like they're talking about it and he's like starts like kind of sparring in the street and the kid starts kind of like looking on at like what's going on and the kids are like I, like I see it like I can see the person that he's like boxing and and then I'm all like like well, hold on it's like did he actually make something or is this just like is this more just kind of like another kind of like display of like Baki's like skill or is this like some weird like magical trait that he has like like what's fully going on I'm, I'm gonna be under the impression that kind of they talk about a little bit more afterwards that it's not he didn't physically like create some sort of like manifestation uh or, or like an, an entity of some kind that he was boxing against I'm pretty sure that's that didn't happen so, and it was more. I, I don't know. Yeah, you you, you fill in the fill in the blanks here for me because I was. No, that's fair. Because I, I would yeah. say that the answer to the question is yes and no. Like for all intents mm. and purposes, he is summoning this being into existence that can punch him, make him go flying, and all this stuff that a shadow can yeah. do. But at the same time, it canonically is just something that he is imagining really hard, and it's not real. I can't pretend I'm not seeing what I'm seeing. It's definitely happening. The opponent that Baki's imagining is a boxer. Um, yeah. Neither explanation really makes total sense, so I, I, I sort of believe that both are true. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that, yeah, because then I feel like the kid's there, and with the kid kind of being able to see it, I feel like, you know, it's... I'm trying to think about the, how to describe this. You know, the kid being able to like see it. It's more of like the show kind of um, attesting to the talent of Baki and kids watching Baki's moves, kind of like fight against this boxer, and like seeing like how Baki's like fight like you know on the offensive and then on the defensive, and also kind of gets like fully injured. And I feel like from the kid's perspective, like he's able to because he knows a little bit about boxing, he can really like see the individual. And kind of how Baki is fighting against him, you know, he even is able to pick out the uh, the name of the boxer because of like how into it box uh, Baki is being the I- Iron Iron Michael, I think is Iron is, Michael. Is the name. One of my one of my favorites. Yeah. Body from watching his performance, it's all completely clear. The person that Baki's fighting is a former undisputed world heavyweight champion. It's Iron Michael himself. This show loves to um, make very clear uh, parodies. We had Muhammad Ali last season, but they added an I to the end of his or an A to the end of his name. Uh, and now we've got Iron Mike, who is, uh, for all legal intents, not Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was cool to see though. I uh, it was definitely an interesting little scene to kind of just like. It wasn't like a hard like fight scene in this episode, as you know, it's just episode one. Not getting into any like crazy big high stakes fights or anything, but kind of getting that little like bit of action there. Even though he's only kind of fighting against this like kind of spectral wispy being in front of him, it was uh, it was cool to see, and I really actually really enjoyed that scene with the with the kid kind of just commenting over it as he was watching it kind of unfold. 
Well, if you, if you like that, you got to watch the next episode. Um, but I, I, I won't spoil um, more than that. Um, I did just want to touch on the last aspect of this episode um, that I think is worth bringing up, um, which is Baki sort of explaining the idea of shadow boxing. Um, and he uses a metaphor about um, plums and lemons. Check it out. In my hands, I'm holding five pickled plums and a nice big slice of lemon. Um, yeah. Is that what you would have used to describe how it works um, if you were explaining it to three children you've never met before? Plums, I mean, using food of any kind is probably a good way to do it. Um, but it's definitely a bit of a, a weird one. Uh, but, I mean, the idea behind it just kind of being, being able to like will it into existence, right? Is more kind of what he's what he's doing with the kids and when he's talking about with like the the sourness of it, right? Yeah, That's kind of I like, just I yeah. just worry whenever like if I had just met a child on the street, I probably wouldn't say like I'm gonna shove a plum and hold their mouth so they can't uh, spit it out. And I'm gonna shove them all right into your mouths. <gasps> oh, and I'll cover your mouths too, so there's nothing you can do about it except chew it all up and swallow it down. The only thing you could do is, is swallow these things I'm <laughs> shoving in your mouth here. You have no other choice. And I also, uh, I, yeah, I also wouldn't yeah. want to leave the scene with um, all of these 10-year-old kids drooling. Um, I, would, I would find that, um, I don't know, what if somebody walked over at this point? <laughs> it's, it's really, really easy for like an onlooker to just kind of misunderstand what's going on. But even when they do understand it, it's like, oh, you give them the full context, it's like, <laughs> what do you, what's going on? The context didn't help. No, you don't understand. I was fighting a, a shadow boxing. I'm <laughs> shadow boxing with the kids. It's, it's lemons. What are you talking about? Yeah. I was shadow boxing. That's how I got this bruise. Oh, no, no, no. You're doing it wrong. Now, I have some lemons <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Great, great episode. Great start. Um, I, I I loved it. Um, wait, wait, so, yeah, I guess... You you've now watched about two episodes twenty years apart. What what do you think of uh, of the new stuff? Uh, did you do you think it's gotten better? Uh, it's just, it's just like very different. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit in the last time I I watched like the super old one, and it felt like the because obviously this one didn't have like any like like crazy fight scenes or anything, so I don't have a really like perfect mm -hmm. comparison, right? Um, but it felt like that one was very grounded in kind of some like the the fighting that they were doing. They're still very much um, uh, glorified and kind of some anime craziness going yeah, on, right? Like, like when Baki uh, kicked him in the knee so hard that he fixed it. <laughs> yeah, like, but you still have like things like that. But it's like there's not like jumping off the walls and like you know blasting each other and doing that like, whatever doing crazy anime stuff it felt like that was like very much kind of focused in just straight martial arts i do kind of get the the sense that this uh like this this version of it is probably a little bit more kind of dialed up a little bit you know especially when they kind of like bring in the elf like this giant elephant and this man just kind of single-handedly killing the elephant or whatever um, I feel like the the zaniness, I guess, uh, just maybe up a few notches potentially. I don't know fully. But, uh, I think I just both very different. Good. I like them both a lot, though. Both styles of it. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, and and you were saying you had some theories about where things might be going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, 
originally when they kind of like because they open with the elephant and you know i was kind of watching like that scene it's like this like massive massive elephant and they kind of have this like like singular kind of frame of like this man kind of fighting against or whatever but like from the perspective it's very much just done to kind of like show the sheer size of the elephant and then they kind of do the same thing with the little kid and and baki to kind of show the the sheer size of of baki from my kind of little perspective going into this there seems to be like kind of like a, a bit of a like a narrative focus on kind of the the size and just kind of the largeness of people in both like a physical and kind of metaphorical sense thank god i brought this up again the theme of the episode big and small and what i want and what i want to see is if i were to continue watching is i want giant monsters i want more giant elephants maybe not just giant elephants maybe other other animals other giant like gorillas and stuff because you know it's my understanding that other um you know, the, the other like seasons or whatnot have kind of been more of a focus on like like actual just people fighting people uh you mentioned there was like some giant like gorillas or people or whatever at, at one point but it might it would be it'd be cool to kind of see baki maybe take on uh something more like animalistic uh fighting against these like giants like elephants and where it's just like you know this is a is a physically giant elephant but for him he's more of like a metaphorically kind of giant person and it kind of turns into almost like kaiju style fights of just like baki being this like you know, huger than life kind of person taking on these huge like physically huge threats i i want i want baki to fight godzilla i don't like getting wet this is basically kind of where where I'm going with this. Netflix has the anime rights to both. This would be a perfect opportunity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, 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 I like what you're thinking. And I think we will get a little bit of that. Um, I'll I'll, I'll tell you after the record, so I don't spoil anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, I want, uh, no, no, I just, I also like there to be an explanation for why there was a giant elephant. Like, I don't know if that's just like a freak accident. You're out of luck. You're not. Oh, uh, so you know, it's just like there was. It was just running around. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Honestly, I think you could put yeah. that for ninety percent things about you. That just happens. Just, it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's why we have Yujiro. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Ryan, and thanks for kicking off season three. This was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> wow, all fun. right yeah 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 all right yeah. should i I'm, I'm very much i'm very torn on if i should watch the rest of it or not i feel like i probably should i might just I think go you should the rest re- definitely watch episode two and then make the call i think i think you'll okay. enjoy that one yeah 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 i'm gonna go maybe i'll watch that right when we're uh right when we're done here okay well that's all the baki we've got to talkie so i'll see you all next week Bye. Friday.